Good afternoon, uh, ladies and gentlemen, dear friends. Welcome to our uh, pre-lunch session, uh, discussion about growth and investment opportunities in tourism and hospitality sector in Greece. For those who have not met before, my name is Nikolaos Kostikas, and I'm a partner in the Athens office of Watson Farley and Williams, handling uh, real estate and hospitality transactions in Greece. Watson Farley and Williams is an international law firm with uh, 19 offices around the globe, having an office in uh, New York uh, for, the, for more than 30 years, and it was the first uh, international law firm established office in Greece back in 1984. We're specializing in finance, corporate M&A and restructuring transactions with focus on maritime, energy, infrastructure, real estate and hospitality sectors. Our Athens office has now 98 uh, lawyers, uh, Greek and English uh, law qualified lawyers on the ground, providing English and Greek uh, law advice to our clients from all perspectives, uh, regulatory, transactional, and uh, litigation. I would like to thank you, Capital Link, and particularly Olga and uh, Nicolas Bornozis, uh, for their uh, kind invitation to me to participate and moderate this uh, afternoon panel and share with you our uh, uh, experience uh, for the development in the market in Greece. Our topic, Greek tourism and hospitality sector growth and investment opportunity, opportunities, always seemed, seems to be very attractive topic for discussion, given the fact that uh, first, tourism sector contributes more than 25% in the GDP of Greece. Second, it has absorbed, together with real estate, more than 40% of total net foreign direct investments to Greece. And last but not least, as recent data shows, 2023 will be a record-breaking year for Greek tourism in terms of both visitors' arrivals and investments in the sector in Greece. Having said that, though, um, now that the geopolitical uh, challenges may test again uh, the, growth, the investment growth uh, in Greece, it will be even more interesting to try to identify how hospitality sector in Greece has been influenced to date and what will be the outlook uh, for the sector in the years ahead in light of the current global adverse conditions. Before I ask the view of our excellent panels, panel speakers, I believe it's worth we start with a very short introduction from each of you about your background and how you have been connected in the sector uh, today. So let's start uh, with uh, Luis Picas. Just one minute each. Hello, uh, good morning. Thank you so much, Capital Link, for the invite. Um, uh, my name is uh, Luis Picas Asmaraz. I'm Senior Director of Hotel Investment Partners. Um, uh, well, just to talk about me, I, I'm an industrial engineer born in Barcelona. Um, I've been involved in working uh, on the investment banking and hospitality business for more than 20 years um, in Mexico, uh, Mexico, Brazil. Spain um, studied uh, here at Duke University, my, my MBA, um, and joined HI Partners uh, six years ago. HI Partners is the largest resort owner of hotels in Europe. Um, we own 74 resorts. Um, 
through the Mediterranean corridor in Spain, Portugal, Italy, and, and Greece. Um, we entered in Greece um, in 2019, just before the pandemic. And uh, we have open offices in Athens. We have more than 10 people working there. And we are really looking forward to continue enjoying uh, this uh, uh, sector and destination. Thank you. Uh, Panos? Well, yes. Uh, my name is Panos Guanis. Uh, I uh, studied uh, uh, film broad broadcasting and economics, uh, and I combined both uh, in my professional career. Uh, I've been working, I have, I have worked uh, in Greece, uh, the States, Los Angeles, and uh, London in film and television, television production, uh, in many, many uh, uh, TV channels and uh, production companies, distribution companies. Uh, I have recently founded my own production company called Gravity Breath Pictures, and we develop our own content for the global market. Okay, thank you. Nabil. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is Nabil Akidim. I am a managing director within the real estate investing business at Goldman Sachs Asset Management. And I oversee two things within that business. One is uh, our investing activity in Southern Europe across all asset classes. And the second one is hospitality and everything we do in investing in that space across Europe. And let's say the Greek hospitality is in the middle of that uh, for me. Thank you. And Apostolos? Hi, everyone, and thank you for having me here. Um, my name is Apostolos Wotinakis. I'm the Chief Financial Officer of Blue Ground. Before we start, uh, just one minute to explain what Blue Ground is, because it's probably something new for most of the people in the, in the room. What Blue Ground does is basically solving the following problem. Let's say you live in New York, and you decide for some reason to move to Paris. Until now, you would ordinarily need to go visit the neighborhoods in Paris, find the right building, find a place that you like, and then you would have to deal with the local landlords or brokers, go through an offline process, complicated, would take weeks, and eventually get into an inflexible lease contract that would allow you not only to stay there for a year or more, but at the same time you would need to buy your furniture or move it around from, another, from New York to Paris. What we're doing is we're completely changing that. We're putting it completely online. At one click of a button, you can actually book your stay for as long as you want, flexibly, and at a place that is already fully designed, fully furnished, at an excellent condition. So this is the problem we're solving. We're solving it right now in 18 different countries, in 30 cities, operating a portfolio of 15,000 apartments. Thank you, Apostoli. As you may see, and thank you to the organizers, we have a, a panel of well-known experts uh, with deep knowledge, uh, broad understanding, hands-on, long-standing experience in projects connected uh, with the tourism and uh, hospitality sector, and they will explain us how much better in the next minutes. So let's start our discussion uh, with the tourism and hospitality market outlook for 2024 and the years ahead with focus uh, on Greece, uh, but also in comparing to the other South uh, European uh, countries. I've just mentioned about the achievements of the tourism and hospitality uh, sector in Greece over the last years as a CEO of a good client of us says, uh, if a country is attractive to tourists, that the country is attractive to investors. And as a, another, as a managing director of an international hospitality brand said in a recent uh, international conference in Berlin, if we want to see new opportunities, follow the planes to see how the destinations grow. 
So, uh, however, amid the, in the geopolitical unrest and the macroeconomic uh, volatility in uh, global financial markets, rising cost uh, of living, increasing energy and construction cost, do investors continue to see the Greek hospitality market as an opportunity? Does the Greek tourism market remain attractive and with high prospects of growth? I will ask uh, Nabil just uh, to first uh, have a comment on that. Um, you know, I think the first part of your statement, uh, Nikos, was on 2024 outlook and how we're seeing it. Uh, I think obviously looking at 2023, it's been a very strong year uh, everywhere across Europe. And within that European context, Greece has outperformed. Um, you can look at a number of data points, uh, whether it's visitation numbers, Greek is up 3% above where it was pre-pandemic. Uh, Europe is actually just 3% down, so Greece is doing better, and that's the effect of the catch-up investment in infrastructure and hospitality and airports, and we're seeing the benefit of that. If you look at hotel ref bars, again, it's a similar story. Greece is doing a bit better than the rest of Europe, and it depends on the report you have, but Greece is up 37% in the main markets when you look at Europe, which is averaging at 22%. Mm -hmm. Greece is doing better than Spain, Portugal, uh, Italy, France, etc. And, and so that story of strong performance and uh, frankly resilience given what's going on in the world and the macro environment, the interest rate uh, increases, the geopolitical uncertainty is something that uh, has surprised us. I think we were seeing 22 and 23 as years where potentially there would be a softening in, in the hospitality industry, but we see a lot of resilience and we do see a continuation of that into next year. Um, when we look at the data we have and whether it's business on the books uh, for portfolio companies or assets we own, whether it's feedback from uh, tour operators or some of the publicly listed players out there, we do see a strong business on the books for the next season. It's obviously an early stage and early days and uh, there is a lot that uh, needs to materialize over the, few first, the, the next few months, but we do see a continued strength in, in the system for, for next year. How do we perceive this as investors? We continue to like the, uh, the, the, the hospitality thematic. Uh, it's, a, it's a segment of the real estate broad market where we see a need. Families always go to holiday. They can change the way they do it, but it is something that is fairly, uh, fairly uh, you know, uh, important to them. And I think where we see a nuance for the next few years is really how to play that hospitality thematic and where we see Greece as very well positioned is it's a change in how people go on holidays and the demographic shifts in people and what they require or are looking for in terms of experiences in, 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 in holidays. Uh, some of the sustainability thematics that were discussed in previous panels and that we see feed through in, in what people are looking for in hospitality and so we're trying to capture some of those thematics in this big, big hospitality uh, segment where, where we invest. Thank you, Nabil. Luis, uh, you invest uh, also not only in Greece, but in most of the Europe, South European countries. Do you share the view? You want something to add um, for yes. 2024 and the <clears throat> next years? No, uh, I, I agree completely with Nabil. Um, it's true we, we have invested. We have invested also in in Spain, Italy, <clears throat> and Portugal. Okay, just to understand a bit where we are, um, 
Spain is the second largest um, destination in terms of tourism uh, after France with uh, around 82 million uh, international tourists. And in Greece in 2019, which was already a, an extraordinary year, we're talking about 34 million. Okay, so it's a very important and, and, and relevant <clears throat> player in the south uh, in the market. And we share uh, all the source markets uh, are the same sim and very similar. So um, German, UK are extremely important for, for all these destinations. Um, what we've seen uh, in Greece uh, and, and the reality is that uh, our portfolio in Greece has uh, outperformed versus um, uh, Spain, Portugal, and, and Italy. Okay? Um, what we have seen is a <clears throat> stronger appetite um, uh, for, for our clients um, in order to, to travel to Greece. Um, we, are, we, we manage to increase our rates between 10 to 15 percent, okay? Um, uh, but, but the appetite has been growing, um, and the reality is that um, we perceive that value for money, uh, the value for money Greece is, uh, is, is, is a better position than the other destinations, okay? So we are doing very well in Spain, we're doing very well in, in Italy, okay? Um, in Greece, uh, this year will be already above 2019, so 2023, in terms of international tourists, uh, will, will be above the 34 million of 2019. But on top of that, what we can see on the business on books is that 24 will be a better year than 23. Okay. So the outlook is very positive. something to add? I think very good points. Um, while you guys were speaking, I was thinking what has been driving this uh, success? Um, and I think, you know, when I think about tourism and hospitality, there is a big element of, you know, strategy and how the country has been able to improve its infrastructure, create stability, position itself as a uh, destination of choice, right? So I think this is something that takes years to achieve, and we are at a situation now that we are capitalizing on a few years of stability, and a few years that allowed the country to improve in, a, in various components that actually put together a great value proposition for, for hospitality. Um, so I think, it's always important to think about that in terms of the infrastructure that we build and, and you know, build for the, long, for the long run. We have some great examples, right? I mean, uh, several years ago, the Athens airport was the main airport in, uh, in the country. Now you have small regional airports that are connecting the country directly. You can go from Kalamata to, to London directly, right? I mean, 10 Almost years ago, you wouldn't... 14 international airports yeah. so, so the So the results that we see now they, they have to do a lot with the work that has been put over the past few years. And the second point I wanted to make is that uh, Greece is now a very stable place generally, right? So this actually plays a role when um, tourists and people choose where to travel. So I think we can capitalize on that more. That, that, that's a very good point. And thank you for this. And um, I take this as a point just to, 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 to ask uh, Luis and uh, Nabil, particularly these two, about the, your experience of investing in Greece, because we have international uh, investors uh, in the room and they would like your first perception. I know you both a bit uh, laughing, but your overall perception about the country. Because uh, as a legal practitioner of 26, more than 26, 
years in the country. Uh, having seen uh, all this modernization of uh, the corporate law, of the judicial system, of the urban planning legislation, uh, I feel very comfortable to work in the jurisdiction. But what about international investors when coming to Greece? Please, shall, let's shall start. I start? Yeah. Yes. Be my guest. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, it's an interesting question, right? Um, I think. Uh, it's a little bit a joke, no? But what you really need as an investor in Greece is to have a lot of patience. Okay. Um, <laughs> at the end, like our audience uh, before lunch. Uh, exactly. Like, like uh, uh, diplomatically. I don't know. You need a little bit of patience, um, uh, and also uh, now talking seriously. Now I managed to to do the first acquisition portfolio in 2019, but. Uh, but I was there for more than one year trying to shake hands and find opportunities. You need to be very respectful because you will treat with a lot of families because the Greek market, the Greek hospitality market is very fragmented and uh, is in hands of a lot of families, okay? So when you speak to families, you need to be ready. Um, first of all, that they are the ones who determine and the timing of, of the transactions. They need to be ready if um, they need to be comfortable. So uh, this is a, let's say, uh, you can have your own plans to invest and to deploy, but it will not depend on you. You just need basically to, to, to adapt to this speed, okay? And to explain how the valuations goes, etc. right? Um, something that I also can tell you is that uh, in order to invest in Greece uh, as a foreigner, you need a local partner. It's very important, um, a real partner. Uh, in, in our case, for example, we, we partnered. Um, um, our business model is very simple. We acquired a property, existing property, but has been under-managed and under-invested. We strip out, we do the refurbishment, and then we select the right uh, operator and brand, okay? Some of, in, in, in Greece, in, uh, specifically, what we did uh, in, in three cases was to, um, to choose a brand which is called DOMS, which is a local operator. Um, and we are combining DOMS with, um, with an international flag, like uh, with Marriott or Hilton, for example. We have in Corfu, we have a very nice hotel called DOMS of Corfu, which is an autograph collection. Um, in Elunda, in Crete, we have a, a DOMS of Elunda, uh, which is a, a curio collection. Um, uh, but DOMS, uh, and I'm talking about DOMS, but to put an example, has been a partner that helped us to understand uh, the culture, to understand what I said about the timings. Um, also, uh, then you need to go through a lot of uh, uh, administration processes with APAT, that, etc. So the, you need a little bit of support that as well. Um, but at, at the end, everything pays off, okay, because uh, to have the opportunity to meet uh, these Greek families and to have these partners uh, is something that, uh, uh, that is, has a lot of value. Um, and when I talk about partner, I talk about real partner. For example, for, for the DOMS brand, it was very important uh, for them to get international. Uh, we, we, let's say, we asked them to focus on what we have invested. Um, and now they are running a, one of our best hotels in Portugal, Doms Algarve. Okay, it was not an easy and straightforward choice. In fact, we bet on them because we had many other and probably better alternatives. But when you talk about partnering, it's about, uh, about this. No? So this is uh, the reality. You need to deal with families. Second thing, in terms of valuation, 
uh, now uh, the hotels. We had uh, two good years, two very good years of performance, okay? Um, <clears throat> interest rate, the cost of debt is high, so this is affecting the valuation. So we are in a situation where, let's say, I think that there is a little bit of a gap between the asking price and, and, the, and the purchase price that, uh, that we can offer. It's something that, it's a bridge that uh, with time and a little bit of creativity can be, um, can be solved. So after a six, seven acquisitions in the country, you feel very confident and you, seem, you feel uh, positively investing there. Nabil, what is your experience? Because it is quite new, let's say, uh, compared to... Yeah, look, I, I echo a lot of things that Luis said. Uh, and I guess just recap for the audience, and this is all in the public domain. Uh, our investments at Goldman Sachs within the hospitality sector over the past few years are... I guess our investment in uh, Sandy and Ecos Group, which we sold uh, a year ago together with other investors to, uh, to GIC. We have invested in a, a large complex resort in Halkidiki for a large repositioning project. And we have also recently acquired a hotel brand, uh, which is called Casa Cook and is predominantly present in Greece. So uh, maybe Less, less investing activity than Luis in, in Greece. He has been super active, but we've, we've done a few things. And look, overall, it's a positive experience. We've, we've seen this thesis unfold as we were investing that Greece is a market that's catching up, that Greece is a market that's outperforming and has the potential to outperform more, um, catching the benefits of this infrastructure spend and uh, the general, uh, call it, uh, legal reforms and and, and infrastructure reforms. Uh, I guess in terms of lessons learned for us, I think probably three. Uh, I think I would share Luis's big focus on, on patience and, and things tend to take a long time. It's improving, but I think particularly on the administrative side, I think we're, we're seeing things uh, take, take a bit of time. I think the second lesson for us is really, uh, again, sharing Luis's thoughts. Execution on the ground is key. We need good partners, we need good teams, and we need uh, Good, good presence on the ground day in, day out. And the third, which is related to this one, is, is really around talent and talent availability and finding the right people, the right teams. It's a tight market, and that means that good, good people and good talent is hard to find and hard to attract and, and retain. And so we're doing a lot of work on the ground to really try to achieve that. Speaking about uh, local partners, I think uh, it will be interesting to get uh, from Apostolos uh, his view about uh, the local uh, contractors, the local uh, construction companies, uh, uh, the initial tools so that an international investment can be implemented in Greece. Uh, where we stand today? Yeah, I wanted, before I get there, which is an interesting point, I wanted to make a had a couple of thoughts. Uh, one is that, you know, in Greece, when we talk about tourism and hospitality, we focus a lot on hotels. You know, three or four day stays, Halkidiki, the islands. I think what has been happening and what we see as a, as a company over the past few years is the extended stay uh, business. So, uh, for example, in Greece, we have, uh, at Blue Ground only, we have 1,500 apartments that we offer to our guests for an average of eight months. People stay with us for several months at a time. This takes the, uh, the discussion from a vacation to like work slash vacation, 
right? So, and this has a multiplier effect. When someone comes in Greece and stays for eight months, obviously they, they spend more, more money, they spend more time, they uh, become a point of reference for people. Um, and there's a simple statistic. Uh, in 2018, we had a monthly inflow of about 500 people, 500 digital nomads, let's say, in, in Greece. And through the years, this number now is about 3,500 a month. And the, the momentum is there because the country obviously offers not only the, you know, the summer vacation uh, or you know, the weekend kind of getaway for people, but it offers the all year round, you know, great climate, great, and great uh, you know, weather, infrastructure in place. And, uh, and this is where there is a big opportunity uh, not only to operate on a, you know, the traditional hotel business, but to operate in the more extended, uh, let's say, hospitality, where we, where we are kind of front runners in, in that sense. And this is where quite often and more often now we pair and we partner with uh, developers and um, real estate investors. We are, uh, there are several names that we have been uh, doing business with and the way we do it kind of, you know, is customized to the, to the business plan of the developer or the return requirements of the investor, but it kind of simply boils down to the fact that we can operate a building or we can operate a number of apartments and channel them into that niche of the market that can generate a bit of a different kind of economics or better economics uh, and more um, easy, let's say, to forecast, more reliable uh, business uh, comparing to, let's say, the more volatile you know, three or four days stays because it's much it's much easier to underwrite a business case where you know that you know going to have a booking for eight months and it's uh, it doesn't have the same risk kind of profile. So we do that. We do work a lot with um, with developers. We see a lot of activity over the years that you know because the business model of Blue Ground is something very new. When we started ten years ago in Athens, there was no discussion about you know professional corporate housing uh, companies or property management in that sense, in the sense that we deliver it. So over the past few years, uh, we've been working a lot with, uh, with the biggest developers in Greece, and we aim to do so, right? We aim to keep doing that. And then we see there's a, quite a pickup. Great, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> speaking for an alternative or a new routes of growth uh, in the tourism sector, I think it's the right time to, uh, for Panos, okay. uh, Kwanis, the real expert in the film industry, to talk about us, uh, to talk to us about uh, the film tourism, as you call it. Yes. So, well, and uh, where we stand, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, productions, film productions, uh, the last two summers to be shot in uh, Greek islands and large cities like Thessaloniki. Uh, Tell us more about that, about the legal framework. Absolutely, yes. Uh, well, the, the you are the innovator about that. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, well, the, the thing is, uh, with uh, uh, according to the latest research data, uh, a, a huge percentage of, 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 of people decide where they want to go you know, and spend vac their vacation uh, on a film or a TV series they've seen and they liked. And that is what is called film tourism. Uh, some people call it screen tourism, media tourism, but uh, uh, the, basically what it's, we usually call it film tourism because the, the word film is sexier. So uh, there's a huge competition, global competition for international productions, uh, uh, and that's why all the countries uh, uh, 
and here in the States, all the states, they offer very, very competitive uh, uh, incentives so that the big productions come to their countries or the states. Uh, in Greece, we have a very, very uh, uh, competitive incentive, which is 40% cash rebate, uh, as well as a tax relief uh, program. And that's why in the last three, four years, we have, we've witnessed many production coming to Greece uh, from the majors like Paramount, uh, uh, Disney, Warner, Universal, uh, from Netflix, from, from Amazon. We had uh, uh, TV series like Jack Ryan and uh, movies like Expendables from Millennium Media in Thessaloniki. The effect on the, on the local community is huge. Uh, and. Uh, it also affects many, many, many different industries. It's not only the audiovisual industry that is affected, it also affects uh, uh, insurance, uh, financing, uh, banking, uh, construction a lot, with all the sets that are building costume design. Uh, it, it's uh, hospitality, catering. Imagine that when you're shooting, like for example, when uh, uh, the movie Glass Onion was shot in Porto Heli two years ago, they had uh, 300 uh, crew, plus all the actors, uh, Daniel, Daniel, they had to uh, actually book a, a whole hotel for the crew and the actors and uh, several villas for Daniel Craig and his family along the other actors. Uh, it, it was a huge production. My question on that is that, of course we're seeing all this production, but uh, as we dis discussed a bit earlier, do we have the uh, sufficient infrastructure for uh, large productions to start uh, uh, producing production here. What we need uh, as a country to be, because, because as you mentioned in our uh, private uh, discussion, even Bulgaria has a, let's say a, a small tradition on that. Well, the, you mentioned Bulgaria. Bulgaria has a much cheaper uh, uh, working force. Yeah, you know, it's, of it's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a difference with, with Greece, for example, but Greece is cheaper than Northern European countries. So it makes sense, you know, to come to Greece because of that. We also have the incentive, which is a huge, uh, you know, 40% on, on, on eligible expenses is a huge uh, incentive. It's uh, more than one third of the budget. Uh, but the, the, the lack of infrastructure, especially when it comes to studios, that's a problem. Uh, but uh, there are several now with the incentives that the government is giving with the development law and the resilience fund, I think they're going to be built uh, studios. I mean, there is uh, land available in Greece and mm -hmm. there are other incentives and I think that it, it's going to happen. Uh, but it's, it's, it's the effect on tourism is huge. I mean, uh, I remember when uh, Antonio Banderas came uh, and to shoot the movie The Enforcer in Thessaloniki in 2021, right after the COVID crisis, he posted a photo of him in front of the White Tower and he put it on Instagram. And in, in, in a few minutes, he had hundreds of thousands of, of likes. And I said, okay, this is, this is free advertising that you can never get. In any way you see it, you will never get it because Antonio Baderas posted a photo you know, of him in Thessaloniki. And I am sure that 99% of uh, Antonio Banderas' uh, fans never knew of Thessaloniki, what it was, you know, yeah. where, where it was on the map. So, so this, is, this is very important. Yeah, and it's uh, an interesting, uh, I call it alternative uh, tool 
for the Greek tourism sector, but it's uh, quite important, I think, uh, look for what, the uh, future. Look what Mamma Mia did to, to Skopelos and Skiathos. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Captain Corelli's mandolin to Kefalonia. The research that was done two years after the movie showed that uh, Kefalonia had 20% rise in, uh, in tourism in one year, right after the movie. That's yeah, a huge. That's, good. That's, uh, that's huge. Um, I would like uh, now to extend for just uh, two, three minutes uh, our discussion on the so-called uh, sustainable growth as the new source for Greek tourism sector. Uh, looking ahead, uh, everyone discussing about uh, sustainable growth, ESG criteria to keep uh, growth expanding. Greek government has adopted a strategic turn uh, to the long-term sustainability initiatives of climate-neutral, energy and resource-efficient projects, new infrastructure projects facilitating the reposition of the tourism destination, the promotion of regions of the country less vis visible to foreign tourists, better uh, management of tourist destinations for their natural and cultural resources, connecting the tourism industry with the local societies, improving the tourism education with the upskilling and reskilling uh, programs. How do you understand the sustainability growth in tourism sector? Is it a need or an opportunity for further growth? I think we'll start with uh, Luis Picas. Okay, <clears throat> thank you. It's a good question. Um, well, first of all, uh, in our case, um, uh, our, industry, our industry and hospitality industry is, is, is really dependent on the sun, the sea, uh, the water. Okay, so it's uh, at HIP, for example, we care a lot about it. And uh, out of the 74 resorts that, the, that we own, 55 of them are already certified as a brim, uh, very good, okay? Uh, so, and, and it's something that um, uh, we are paying a lot of attention and we want to continue focusing and, and having 100% of our portfolio. For example, this year we also certified uh, one of the hotels in Corfu as brim, okay? Um, in terms of, uh, if, we, if we talk about sust uh, sustainability, okay, um, there are, uh, several points that uh, you can think about when you talk about sustainability. First of all, um, there are a lot of, um, say, the infrastructure, okay? The, the capacity of the infrastructure is limited, okay? And not only airports, but uh, hospitals, etc. So uh, the growth, in my opinion, and especially in Greece, okay? Um, we, we need to think about alternative destinations, okay? Um, it's happening, uh, it's happening because, for example, on the Cyclades, everybody was going to Santorini, Mykonos, now Paros is a, a, another very important destination, but suddenly Milos is appearing. So I think that Greece has the potential and the opportunity to spread all the customers and to diversify and open new, um, new destinations. I think it's gonna be positive for both the country um, and the guests, okay, and their experience. Um, second thing, there are still on, some ongoing um, uh, greenfield projects. Um, for example, in Rodos, um, there are, uh, there are uh, large projects that are uh, going on, okay? Um, I think that um, it's important that uh, the greenfield, the new, in our case, we only buy existing hotels and then we completely refurbish them, no? But when people are starting to develop and, and the impact is a little bit big, higher, okay? But it's true also that when you 
build a hotel from scratch and new, um, the quality uh, um, uh, will be better. So you can achieve uh, higher branders, brand standards so you can attract uh, more important luxury brands. Okay, So I think that uh, at the end, um, uh, there is a lot of potential. We need to care a lot about environment and sustainability. This is something important for not only for hoteliers, but also for the, the government, let's say for, for That's the correct. government. That's correct. Also the international yeah. brands, hospitality brands have this as a first priority. Exactly. So they will also assist us. Yeah. Nabil, you want something to add on this? Uh, no, look, I think maybe to answer directly your question, mm. is this a need or an opportunity? Uh, I think it's both at the same time. It's, it's a need because, as you said, it, uh, governments require it, investors need it. I think we're seeing this ourselves, and we're seeing that when we're selling assets or companies to investors, they do require a strong sustainability focus. And then more importantly for me, it's guests who are uh, requiring this increasingly, and we're seeing this even the data. Um, I've seen a stat recently saying that uh, across Europe, uh, guests are willing, 28% of hotel guests are willing to pay more mm -hmm. for a hotel that has a sustainability focus. And we see that number going up significantly over the next few years. And so anyone in the hospitality industry in Greece or elsewhere who's not focused on this area would, would probably lose in, in the transformation of this sector. And then we see this as a big opportunity for Greece because as a country and as a, as a, as a hotel market, uh, it's very well positioned to really be a leader in a European context, obviously with the, the, the local produce, the culture, the ability to lead on things like uh, sustainable energy. We think Greece is very well positioned to capture this, this opportunity here. Thank you. I think I see Nicolas, uh, we have run out of time. Just three ta main takeaways of our discussion today. Still positive, the outlook for 2024 in the hospitality market and the tourist market and uh, the years ahead, but reforms to continue to support sustainable growth. Uh, more activity is expected in the primary hospitality sector, but also we have seen that there is a way activity in mid-term hospitality options and the film tourism. And the third, current adverse conditions should be constantly monitored uh, for possible corrective measures when needed. Thank you so much uh, for your time uh, spending with us.